Play the fucking intro. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 254. Uh, another great one in store. <laughs> and there's a whole lot more. Right. <laughs> yes, so a lot of cool bands, a lot of good stuff to get to. Uh, no interview this one. Kind of uh, issues on my part on getting stuff scheduled, but I'm working on getting a few things scheduled coming up. But we are going to include something cool from that Grammar in the UK book that we talked about uh, earlier, about three episodes or four episodes ago, a few episodes back, we talked about that book specifically. I did a little reading. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do a little different, do it a little different this time. So we'll get there, middle of the show, in lieu of an interview, we're gonna kind of include that instead. So let's get yeah. into some new stuff. Uh, I'm gonna start back on February 28th for the band Bricktop. They released Broken Bottles and Suicide Throttles. Mortalis released a new single, Puro Odio, Puro Odio Pura Muerta. Uh, Sub Alternos will be playing this song probably on the next episode, pretty soon. But Injustica, Injustica, it's a single from Sub Alternos. Screed on March 1st released What Have We All Became on Melodic Punk Style. Bang Bang Cocktail released self-titled on TNS Records, and as I've stated on the last couple episodes, that's B-E-N-G for Bang Bang. Funeral <laughs> Dress released a new song, or new single, All Politicians Are Cunts, and indeed they are. Really? Yes. Huh. Go figure. <laughs> Duck and Cover, they released uh, Attention Economy, we played that over a month ago probably, or about a month ago by now. They released that single, it's the second single, third on their upcoming EP that'll be out early next month. Pilsoners released Som Uno Generacio, which is an EP on Tough Ain't Enough Records on the 1st. These next few will all be on March 1st, all on Tough Ain't Enough Records. We're going to start with, as we did, the Pilsoners, and then Engra and Impulsos Criminais. They did a split called Fusaid Sempre Dos Parvos. Then Streetwise released Igia Ala Gezura. <laughs> That's an EP. Stormbringers and Offensiva, they put out a split EP. And then Rotten uh, 13, that's stylized with an X, I, 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 Roman numerals, Rotten 13. Uh, Aurora, A-U-R-R-E-R-A. I'm sure I mispronounced several of those as they're in Spanish and Basque. And I'm probably not pronouncing any of those very well, but Tough Ain't Enough Records put out a lot of great releases there on the first. Then Last Real Hero rounding out the first with Back to the Sun. That's a good release. Lawmaker put out a new single on the second. Moving on, Vice Squad put out Humane, which is an EP on the third. Also on the third, the Bruce Lee Band put out Did You Find the Money Farm, which is a single. It's uh, off of a new album that'll be coming out on Asian Man Records. Der Buter Veggie... Beige. <laughs> butter put beige? Out, yeah, butter wedgie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> put out uh, Butterbond. Uh, it's a really cool release. I actually really like it, and I'll be playing something off of that here on an upcoming episode on Punkanoi Worldwide. 
Smash Your Enemies put out Genocide. That's an EP on the 4th. Also on the 4th on Pure Noise Records. Belmont put out Aftermath. And Just Friends put out Hella. Uh, also on the 4th, Not The Ones put out All Cut Up. The Heck put out Make a Count, which is a single. Vicious Hits put out In The Crosshair, which is a single. The Great Lie put out Bum Socks and Bourbon, which is a single. The EP Burners is coming. Dying Breed put out Nothing to Prove, which is a single, and it's a remaster of a single. Hyperviolet put out Forgotten Machine, which is an EP. The Killigans put out Dread Not, which is an EP. The Clan put out I'll Fly Away, which is a single. Maldita, oh, actually, that wraps up everything on the 4th, and if you couldn't tell, that was a big release day because it was Bandcamp Friday this month. Oh, yeah. On the 4th. <laughs> Uh, then on the 5th, Maldita released Maldita on Cursed Blessing Records. Destructifux put out a new single called Tales from the Alleyway. Splats put out a new single called Scalps on the 7th. Itchy featuring the Baboon Show and Tarankano, no, Tarankani, that's an exclamation point, not an L. Tarakani, Tarakani featuring the Venomous yeah. Pinks. So two different bands featuring two other different bands. And they each put a single out, uh, Woman Anarchist, that's a cover for Itchy and the Baboon Show, and Double Arrows Down, which I don't know if that's a cover or not, but that was the other bands, Taran, Tara, Tarakani and the Benvis Pinks, and that is on SBAM Records. On the 9th, James Domestic putting out Carrion, Carrion repeating that C-A-R-R-I-O-N for that type of Carrion. Uh... TNS Records is where you'll find that one. Uh, Rick's Rick's uh, Rick's Revisionin. <laughs> I don't know if I got that right. Uh, putting out a new EP called Blank. They released a single on the night called Skugor, and they are from Sweden, as probably why I'm pronouncing those terribly. Uh, coming up tomorrow, the tenth. Looking forward to this one. Flogging Molly putting out These Times Have Got Me Drinking. That's a single. Drug Church is putting out Hygiene on the 11th. Warfare putting out Doomsday on Triple Day Triple B Records on the 11th. The Von Tramps putting out Go on the 11th. Whiskey's Wake has got a new release for the 11th. Chemicide is putting out Common Sense on the 15th. Paranoid Visions is putting out Halo of Phlegm, which is the Vinyl Countdown Part 4 Refreshed Exposures. You can go find that on rotaryvinyl.com. And then there's a handful of releases coming out on the 18th, starting with Charger, Warhorse. That album is awesome. I already have the pre-release version, digital version of it. Definitely want to get the vinyl over Pirates Press Records. I love Charger. They're pretty awesome. Erupt is putting out... Right? (laughs) Erupt is putting out Left to Rot, which is an EP. Tramp is putting out Jailbait and All I Want, which is an EP. Scoundrels is putting out Oh No, Not Again. That's Scoundrels that are from Holland, I believe. And their last release came out 31 years ago, 32 years ago now, uh, way back in 1990. So this is a uh, release. That band was active 1980 to 1990. And now 32 years later, we have a new release from that band. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. The Rats are putting out Found Dead on the 18th. That's all I've got. My list was long. Eric, what do you got to add to it? I uh, don't really have anything else to add, thankfully. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I said plenty. Uh, but, but I will say uh, the stuff I'm excited for, I mean, I think the one is obvious, the new Flogging Molly track. I always get excited when new stuff is released with them because right? they can do very, very little to disappoint. <laughs> Right. Me, anyways. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, the new drug church stuff, especially since they'll be coming through in a in a matter of weeks. 
And I'm excited to see them again. I'm excited to hear new shit from them because, once again, they can do very little to disappoint me. They're always so innovative, ahead of the curve. Right. First time I saw them, they were opening up for a hardcore band called Cruel Hand. And you think hardcore? You think hate breeds worship, terror worship hardcore? Yeah, that's Cruel Hand. <laughs> and a band like Drug Church, who is just as uh, out of left field and angular and experimental as they are, and just how happy they are on stage. The guy's just smiling away. It's just like, you can tell he's having a good time. Just those two bands were in contrast with each other. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I, I like Cruel Hand, but Drug Church, you got something else going on, man. I love That's it. Awesome. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm excited to see them again. Actually, last time I saw them was down at PRB when they opened, when they opened the show with uh, uh, Sick of It All and Pennywise. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That was a great show. It was a uh, it was a club show, but you know, this was the this was the day before the festival started, so they used the smaller stage. Okay. And oh, it was great. That was the show I remember most, uh, at least that year. Yeah, that and the specials <laughs> <laughs> and Street Dogs, because that was the last time I ever saw Street Dogs, and it's probably so... the last time you'll get to see Street Dogs. Unfortunately, we'll talk more about that here coming up. Because yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into some actual new music to listen to. You yeah. got some stuff uh, first. What do you got first? Well, well, first a disclaimer: the first couple of songs I chose are a bit melancholy. <laughs> They're not exactly the most uh, chipper of nature, but you'll understand why when I get to them. Uh, well, I'm getting to one right now. This is uh, the, the single from the 2021 demo of the one of the newest hardcore bands of Salt Lake City, Run Into the Sun. Oh, they are great. This was a band formed by uh, one Dan Fletcher, who has been in the Salt Lake hardcore scene for 20, 25 years. I don't know how long, but he's been here for a while, folks. And, and yeah, he's been playing in his share of bands, most notably the band City to City, which was a uh, pillar in Salt Lake hardcore, especially hardcore of the more melodic nature. And, yeah, they really stuck their claim, and they are loved by many. Unfortunately, they're not as active as they used to be. Right now, he is also, he is also playing guitar and uh, co-fronting the band Milk Money. Okay. Which is not a hardcore band at all. <laughs> That's a, more of an indie rock band. Cool. And and yeah, he does it well. But Run Into the Sun, that's his new hardcore project that he's putting all of his hardcore into. <laughs> and and yeah, it sounds like old school city to city. I wouldn't say he's directly ripping off from his former band, but you know, it's still it's still good stuff. And yeah, like I said, City to City was pretty uh, uh was pretty sad. <laughs> okay, not downtrodden the whole way through was just kind of like a man this shit sucks what can i do to make it better <laughs> and that's kind of what they're uh, bringing in over here especially with uh, the events that have been happening in the last uh, couple of years especially within the salt lake scene so many lives have been lost not as a result directly to the virus but just the surrounding just the surrounding nature of it the depressing nature so this was ba so this song 400 South was basically a is basically a tribute to all the people that he lost yet yeah, recently but by extension just in general there's been a lot of death in Salt Lake City hardcore for better or for worse <laughs> but usually worse a lot of the times it's worse right oh god but so yeah 
Sorry to bring the mood down so so suddenly and so soon. Uh, don't worry. The, the my other picks during the show after these first two are much much more upbeat. We'll say. Okay. But like I said, we'll get to that later. But for now, here is Run into the Sun, four hundred south. I'm still here, still standing, but I can't say I feel strong. Still hurt, still healing, still screaming these sad songs. As I walk these streets with all the ghosts of the friends we've laid to rest. Through Salt Lake snow, I raise two middle fingers in the face of death. I'm still here, still standing. trodden by nature but like i said still it's still got a bit of a silver lining to those dark clouds it's like i'm still here my friends may not be anymore but i'll just go on in their wake and yeah that's a that's probably the best thing we can do in times of uh in times of grievance So yeah, that is Running to the Sun. There is, uh, they got more material outside of this demo. They have one single song that was, uh, uh, let me, let me double check on that one. Why As in, you, a, I know it's released. <laughs> while he does that, I'm going to introduce the next track. Uh, we have a new track. Also, uh, you know, 400 South. Yep, there, found it. it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Your badge is a burning cross. So that's, a uh, you know. Police, anti-police brutality, just kind of uh, calling out the cops, 
Calling Out the Blue. That was released uh, yeah, back in 2016, so six years ago. Six years ago, and now this uh, demo is into full fruition. So you got at least four other songs to go back and listen to. Check out Running Into the Sun. Now, you may continue, sir. Yes, 400 South Street here in Salt Lake City. Uh, the next track is actually based off of another street or rather intersection or maybe not specifically intersection, but an area on a street. Here we go. It's an address. Yes, it's an address. That's the best way to word that. Anyway, <laughs> the band Beowulf, they're actually from Copenhagen in Denmark. And funny enough, uh, they're, they put out an album, Elephant in the Room, came out September 3rd of 2021. So relatively new album here. And they put out a track called West North. I actually played the band. They were like the last band I added to the last episode I did for uh, three episodes in a row of bands from Denmark over on Punk and Roy Worldwide. They reached out and I followed uh, Punk and Roy Worldwide on Instagram. I saw they were from Denmark. Checked out their music. Like, cool. I was looking for another band. There we go. And I played a totally different track. I didn't really have much. I listened to this, but it didn't really dawn on me what they were singing about. After the fact, after I do that episode, Francisco, and I want to thank Francisco for reaching out. Uh, Francisco's in the band Bearwolf from Copenhagen, Denmark, and he actually lived here in Salt Lake City for two years. This song, uh, North, or sorry, West North, is based off of where he lived, 230 West North Temple. So I thought, why not? I was planning on playing it. I found this out just this last week, and I was going to be playing it here on an episode here in a week or two. But Eric was playing a track from a Salt Lake City band with a track called 400 South. I thought, <laughs> this just makes sense. So we're going to do it now. So the band Bearwolf from Copenhagen in Denmark, off of Elephant in the Room. Let's check out West North, based off of 230 West North Temple. Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. 
Oh, yeah. Thank you to Francisco. That's Bear Wolf. Uh, awesome they lived here for two years. Small world that, uh, you know, by way of them creating the music, I mean, playing on a show, and there you go, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Good. So, Bear Wolf, go check out Elephant in the Room. You can go check out if you want to hear more bands from Denmark. I played several of them on a few episodes uh, over January, February, over on Punk and I Worldwide, including a totally separate track from Bear Wolf, but it is off of Elephant in the Room. Let's get into some more new music. The next band is RPG Siete. RPG 7, they are from Madrid in Spain. Oh, lovely. Yes. <laughs> so RPG uh, Siete, awesome band, very uh, political, anti-fascist. Uh, there are you know political issues. You'll notice in a lot of bands that are in that Spain, Tarragona, the Basque area, you know, and I don't know all the different, you know, the, the particulars as far as the politics and stuff like that goes, but I know that there are issues... And I think there's a lot of those things when governments uh, start overstepping their bounds in just about any place, uh-huh. uh, which is evident going on in other parts of the world right now. But this band, RPG Siete, they put out a new album called Cuatro, and they put it out January 17th of 2022. Like I said, they're from Madrid, so this track that we're going to listen to is called Madrid Black Flag. So let's check it out. We'll see what yeah. you think. They're, they're a cool... Hardcore, but kind of have that, uh, I don't want to call it hip-hop, because I don't want to, it doesn't really have that element to me, but I did try to pick something that you kind of get an idea of uh, what you'll hear if you hadn't heard this band before. So, uh, here we go, RPG Siete. Barrio por barrio la ciudad será nuestra Yo os digo que el futuro es nuestro Porque somos los auténticos dueños de la ciudad
that one really doesn't give you the indicator like I was saying. But go listen to the rest <laughs> of the stuff, and, and you'll get an idea of some of the other elements that they have with their hardcore music. They had a, we'll call it a disc-scratching bridge. Yes. Because <laughs> that's, what, that's what the sound was, just disc-scratching. So not necessarily hip-hop, but right. it, is, it is aligned with it. The funny thing was... Project Sellout has a song that does the exact same thing. Just halfway through, a random disc scratching during one of their breakdowns. I can't remember which song it is, but at least not by title. But yeah, it's really funny. (laughs) They do have a little more than just uh, one time in one song, just so you know. That's why I brought it up. But I I like it. Cool sound. I like hardcore with the twist, you know? Yeah. That's what keeps it interesting, man. <laughs> right? So go check out RPG Siete. New album, Cuatro. Yeah. That was Madrid Black Flag. Cuatro. Next up, let's do some older, some lesser known, some some whatever we think the these bands are. Yeah. This one's probably just a little bit older track, that's all. They are older. I mean, yeah. Sorry to bring down the uh, mood again, but... This is a song by the band Street Dogs, and I talked about them on the show before. I talked about this specific album, Fading American Dream, on the show before. And yes, this song that I chose is uh, not only one of my favorites. I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite from that album. It's just so flawless. Holy shit. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I picked this one. It's not necessarily one of their more... I guess you can figure upbeat songs, but I mean that in, I don't mean that in just a lyrical mood. I'm talking about like, it's a, it's an acoustic track and it's the song Final Transmission. And upon listening to that with everything that's going on in Eastern Europe right now with Russia invading Ukraine and, and fucking, what's his goddamn name? I know I'm off the top of my head. Who's the prime minister? (laughs) Of uh, Russia? Yeah, of Russia. Putin. Putin. Vladimir Putin. How did I skip over that? Yeah, Vladimir fucking Putin and his obsessive demeanor to bring back the Soviet Union. And it's going to start with Ukraine. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, thus these lingering feelings going on. Like, everyone's fearful. Everyone's fearful of the uh, possibility of World War Three, which, you know, could happen if he involves any... If he invades any country that's involved with NATO, like if he goes after Poland, then all bets are off, we're going in. Right. But Ukraine, unfortunately, was not part of NATO. And now they cannot because they have officially been invaded. Right. So that sucks. We are still technically allies with them and that Ukraine hasn't done us any wrong. But now Russia's fucking up everything. <laughs> Figures. Anyway, yeah, the song that I chose from Street Dogs is Final Transmission. If you heard about it, it's basically just telling a, uh, giving a biography of this one, of this kid who after high school went and joined the army, and at the time of this album's release, 2006, we were, uh, in the, in the depths of the war on terrorism, you know, the occupation of Iraq, and that whole mess of a fucking conflict that we were in for over 10 years, still kind of are now. Oh, God. Yeah, he was basically just uh, telling... Yeah, Mike McColgan is just singing and telling this story of this kid who uh, just wanted to get... wanted to get his uh, military out of the way and then just just come back and uh, live his life. But he didn't get that. And that, unfortunately, is the reality for a lot of people over in... both in Russia and Ukraine. 
I mean, it doesn't matter what, matter what side you want. I like to believe that the people who join the military come from modest backgrounds on either side. So either way, it is still a life that is being put on the line to fight for people that could give less of a shit about them. Right. Yep. Don't hate the pawns. Don't hate the pieces. Hate the people that are moving them. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, hate on Putin all you want, but don't hate the Russian people. They're just... You don't know how many Russians are against this whole movement. Right? Yeah. So, so yeah, For as sort of tribute to all those people who are in the military and are, like, kind of facing the possibility that they are going to be stationed out in Europe again, then, yep, this one's for you guys. Final transmission. Just turned 19 yesterday Wanted to be a school teacher someday Came from a small and modest town Had never before traveled abroad He signed on the promise of a college fund Pop and mom begged him to stay at home The last time they saw him was at an airport He hugged his distraught mother a final time He went abroad to serve when he was only 19 Reality caught up with him, stole a heart full of dreams He's never gonna get a chance to chase all those hopes Lost them all the miss this war and smoke Can you hear the sound of you negated? Watch on TV, names are taken Mother, mother, my final transmission Plain hell on earth Got gonna yelling at him Better prove your worth Moved on to Baghdad About six months on Caught an IED today Now he is gone He went abroad to serve When he was only 19 Reality caught up with him Stole a lot full of dreams He's never gonna get a chance To chase all those holes I'll miss this war and smoke Can you hear the sound of you've located? Watch on TV, names are taken Mother, mother, my final transmission to serve for six months on and if you're reading this I have passed and gone so I'll a final request a letter in 
ascend Off to the president and all his men Begging him with others to bring the troops back home He's never gonna get a chance to chase all those hopes Lost it all amidst the war and smoke Can you hear the sound of youth negating? Watch on TV, names are taken He's never gonna get a chance to chase all those hopes Lost it all amidst this war and smoke Can you hear the sound of youth negating? countless uh, anti-war epics in punk rock or <clears throat> calling out the fallacies of uh, of all the war mongering that has happened both past and present that it's practically background noise you know right yep but as long as these things are still going on that's like the that's kind of like the idea of punk and rebellious music in general as long as these problems still exist there's still going to be people fighting against it and and yeah, what I was saying, like uh, how a lot of war songs, yeah, some of them, they don't even hit the same uh, spot anymore. Because like, yeah, we heard it, we get it. War, what is it good for? Uh. <laughs> but, Absolutely nothing. I know, so many people have said it. But for me personally, this is the one that hits the hardest. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It just feels so compassionate on there. Almost like it was something Mike experienced himself or had someone very close to him that experienced that. And I haven't personally uh, known anyone who was like a combat vet or is in combat military. I know plenty of people who have been in or are in military, in different, uh, in different strains, <laughs> different sections of military. And yeah, all of them are going to be in that, they're just all in that same shit, shit heap. <laughs> Which sucks. I mean, but they're most of them are there on their own accord. So if they're getting if they're getting into the military, they know what they're getting into. They know that there is the chance, even if they're on reserves. They're still gonna have to be dealing with uh, this bullshit somehow, right? So, <clears throat> so yeah, just to keep everybody in your thoughts, and I don't just mean you people. And I know I'm probably just going to be speaking to the equivalent of a wall, but you politicians, you guys are fucking idiots. Yep. Yeah. Put your dicks away. You all, all of them are small. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, the band that I've got, they're from Austin, Texas. Uh, the band is currently going by the name Scoundrels. Uh, their previous releases, they were formerly known anyway as Sorted Scoundrels. But if you want to look them up now, just look for Simply Scoundrels. Huh. Uh, they're, like I said, they're from Austin. I played something off of their album when it was new, Cause and Solution. That was their last full length that came out. They did release another single in 2020. This full length, Cause and Solution, came out September 7th of 2019. I, like I said, I played something that was new back then. Uh, kind of got brought back into memory as in uh, January of this year, Grimace Records, I think it was doing a release on it. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I like this band. Let me check this out again. And like, cool, this is cool. I want to play some more of it on the show. 
Uh, I like this band. Uh, at the time, I knew them as sordid scoundrels, but now they're just yeah. scoundrels. Yeah, but you said that. I thought it was, uh, I'm reading it right here, sorted. Yep. But I heard it as sorted. <laughs> S-O-R-D-I-D. I'm like, sorted scoundrels? Are they using that word, or is that a little too grad school for a punk rock band? <laughs> sorted, indeed. Uh, that's the Utah accent coming out. <laughs> sorted. 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 Sorted accent. <laughs> or sorted scoundrels, rather. Or sorted, does that mean you're armed with a with Excalibur? Right? They are I'm, sorted. I am well sorted for battle. <laughs> <laughs> well, the they were sorted at one point. Now they're just scoundrels. Let's listen to a track from <laughs> Cause and Solution. We had Cause and Affect as another album that was released last year. Oh, yes. Yes. And we'll be talking about that soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Cause and Solution, the album. The track that we're going to listen to from Sorted Scoundrels is free. Yeah, I'm free. Never 
of scoundrels. Oh, yeah, the scoundrels. Not exactly out-of-order scoundrels, but they ain't sorted either. (laughs) (laughs) I really love that, uh... I really love that uh, chanting chorus in the end, the uh, locked up a number without a name. Yeah. (laughs) Really catchy, and it just hits hard. Uh, Great track, great band. I really like them. Uh, I'm glad that Grimace Records, because I have the album, but doing this podcast and the other one go through so much music that I seldom get to really go back to a lot of things and listen to them or enjoy them thoroughly as I probably would have. Maybe, you know, more than five years ago as the podcast is coming up on five years and just yeah. in about two months. So I, anyway, the point is, is uh, bands like that I would have listened to again because I do have the album digitally anyway. And it's cool. I enjoy it. So go check it out. That is Scoundrels, even though the album artworks, if you see the album artworks, it still says Sorted Scoundrels because that's what they were <laughs> at the time. Well, are we... Can we use dead names in this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about some live shows and such. And then we're going to do Eric's album. And then in between Eric's album and my album pick for this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about Grammar Free in the UK from D&D Philpot. But before we get there, let's talk about some live shows and such. Did you go see any live shows in the last week? Huh. I went to three. <laughs> Again, you have been busy. I get yes, I have been busy. <laughs> anyway, uh, <clears throat> yeah, on the uh, probably the first one I went to was the fourth of March. That was Momentum with Twist of Kane, Absolved, and Snake Eyes. Cool. Yep, Snake Eyes. I once again I missed. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but I was there uh, mainly because of Absolved because I really love those guys. They're putting out some great music and. Yeah, got to hand it to Mike. You are a wonderful guitar player. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, they have a they have a great sound, great uh great push in their music and a great uh great stage presence. Uh Twist of Kane. Let me put it this way. The guy had a back tattoo and up just right across the uh the top of his back over his shoulder blades were the words straight and edge. Okay. And like significant impact font. I'm like, "Oh, Okay, wonder if this guy wants to get a beer later. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that one got a uh, that one got pretty uh, hectic in the pit a little bit, and then momentum comes on, and yeah, this was actually really weird. Before they start the show, they're just like, "There's some stuff that's been going around on the internet about us, and if anyone wants to say anything to us, say it now." And me and my buddy Nathan, we looked at each other like, there's stuff being said about them. <laughs> so basically the whole response was a collective, what? <laughs> so I was like, okay, no one's saying anything. Let's start playing. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I looked it up, and it was something to do with uh, uh, one of their shows. I don't remember where, but a lot of equipment uh, was tossed over by one of the one of the bands, allegedly. Again, I'm paraphrasing something that was told to me, so do not quote me on this. I am not a valid researcher here. <laughs> but anyway, one of the guys from Momentum, I guess, pulled a gun out as a result and was like, I don't know what else he did. <laughs> he just had his gun out. Okay. And, uh, yep, that's about all I know. Uh, like I said, the whole theater was met with a collective what? Oh, God. 
Still, it was a great show. And I, and this is funny. I often joke that it's not a hardcore show until somebody is in a fight. And yeah, every hardcore show that I've been to in the past few weeks, there is without fail, always a fight. And without fail, always with the same person. <laughs> yeah, not going to name names, but if you hardcore kids are listening, you know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, this one just happened to be with uh, uh, Andrew. Who we had on here a couple of episodes ago. Right. Yeah. And this one jock looking motherfucker wearing a wearing a tank top and cargo camo pants. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Andrew, he was getting into the pit. He was dancing, doing the hardcore dance. You know what the hardcore dance is. So a lot of fists go flying. He hit one guy in the face. It was an accident. And the guy just took great offense to it. And he just charges at him. And what's funny... This was happening right as Memento was playing their last song and respectively ending the show. <laughs> so it's like, ah, oh, there's the fight. Better late than never. <laughs> anyway, it was it was broken apart and like uh, I don't I don't know if they made their peace. I, all I remember is Andrew was shirtless because his shirt got practically torn off of him. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it gets pretty nutty over here. Hopefully, it wasn't a shirt he really liked. Yeah. Well. Who knows? <laughs> uh, this, uh, it just comes with the territory. Uh, some shows that I did miss. Uh, the Fifth Pairs was playing at the Beehive with the Neighborhood Brats and Bashe. I only saw snippets of that via Instagram. And it looked like it was a great show. Pairs, they always bring it. Zach Quinn is a wild front man. He still is. That's cool. Yep. And... But the reason why I missed that show is because I was at Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Death metal hierarchy right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whitechapel. They were fucking great. I'll get to them in a minute. But I got there, and uh, I missed the opening bands, one of which was Revocation, who I listened to in passing. And I'm like, yeah, they're cool. Uh, but Whitechapel, God, who... Who hasn't heard of them? They are the death metal kings. Or death metal. Death core kings. There we are. We got the kings of death metal and the kings of death core on one tour. There we go. <laughs> and yeah, Whitechapel I've seen live a couple of times. And they still bring it. I may not have listened to... May not have listened to their music. And I was a part of that <laughs> fucking... That hate train towards deathcore kids and deathcore as a whole genre. Because I'm like, that's just poser music. Well, yeah, when they were big, I was a teenager and I did not like deathcore. So now I'm just like, you know what? I still don't listen to their music on the album. But I will say, live, they fucking bring it. They are just up there. They are having fun. They are getting they are getting with the audience. Phil Bozeman knows what he's doing. <clears throat> and the music is still brutal. And... Yeah, that brings us to Cannibal Corpse. Oh my god, the lovely Cannibal Corpse. They are so much fun to watch. I was just there having a good time. And, oh man, before they were even walking out onto the stage, the entire audience was starting to chant, Fuck Chris Barnes! Fuck Chris Barnes! Which, if you don't know, Chris Barnes was the original singer of Cannibal Corpse way back in uh, the early 90s, before he, before he split with the band. And Corpse Grinder came in to uh, replace him and has been their vocalist ever since. But why this is significant, Chris Barnes has been kind of making uh, media headlines lately of him just being a, 
a fucking gatekeeping metalhead. <laughs> Basically, he went on Twitter and was uh, saying that how much death metal sucks now. It was like it was way back better in my day. It's, it's stupid. Oh, man, the best times are behind you type rhetoric. <laughs> and, and actually, funnily enough, Jamie Josta was like, hey, dude, you seem to be voicing some uh, pretty uh, objective opinions here. Um, why don't you come on my podcast? We can talk about this. I'm sure people would love to hear you out. And he's like, no, nah, I don't do that stuff. I'm not a shill. What? Oh, for the love of God, Chris. <laughs> so he's just, and he's just kept going off on that. And I mean, Corpse Grinder didn't really have a retort, but when he was asked what he thinks of death metal, he's like, oh, it's fucking awesome. I mean, death metal is better now than it has been. We got so many good bands that are coming out that we've toured with. And, yeah, so, Gorbs Grinder's in the right because there is a lot of great death metal out there, folks. <laughs> I've played a few of them on this show. Probably most notably Creeping Death, Frozen Soul, and Gate Creeper, one of my favorites of nice. modern death metal. But, yeah, <laughs> when they were shouting the whole fuck Chris Bards thing, Gorbs Grinder was just standing there, like, just kind of shaking his head, smiling like these guys. And his only response... The people have spoken. <laughs> and he was always just poking fun at everybody. At one point in the show, he was like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to collectively adopt all of you. Now, I now as your father, this is the last song. You're going to be getting one last song. And that was a whole thing. They were... And people were just like, of course... Meeting, meeting him with jeers like, uh, no, we want more. Play three more. Play four more. And he's like, uh, do you really want more than one more song? Yeah. <laughs> Is that really what you want? Yeah. Okay. Well, after careful consideration, as the singer of Cannibal Corpse, I have made the decision that you're still getting one more song. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. They did end up playing two, <laughs> two more, because the next song they went into was my personal favorite, Stripped, Raped, and Strangled, and yeah, <laughs> just, don't take that out of context for the love of God, but it's like, come okay. on, That's, it's not a Cannibal Corpse show unless you play Hammer Smash Face, and sure enough, they closed with that, and they got the set list. I swooped it out from some guy who was too slow to bend over and grab it. And motherfucker put me in a headlock. And I'm just like, uh, you are too drunk and too weak. Boom. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that was a pretty memorable show. I don't, I don't care. I had a lot of fun. I got super ignorant during Evisceration Plague. I was bouncing off of people and just not giving a fuck where it was. It's was like, oh, the jacket's coming off. I'm going in. <laughs> anyway... So that was uh, that was a great show. Sorry, it wasn't exactly a punk show I'm talking about, because uh, and then there was another punk show that I missed. It was Drain at Kilby Court Dang with it. Pain of Truth and Ingrown and Victim to None. Okay. Why I missed that show? Judas Priest. Okay. <laughs> Judas Priest, <laughs> which were they were originally supposed to be here in September, but their guitarist got sick and they had to postpone the rest of the tour dates. And this one happened to be postponed on the same day that Drain was coming to Kilby Court. And I really wanted to see Drain. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> God. I even tried to get Anonymous on that bill, but Victim to None beat us to it. 
uh, maybe they didn't beat us to it. They were just more well known. They have the <laughs> connections and shit. And, uh, just me. <laughs> but uh, I guess it was uh, sort of a stroke of divine intervention that was like, yeah, you wouldn't have been able to play it anyway. But funnily enough, my friend Landon Hale, who uh, was there photographing the bands, uh, just up and got fucking beat up by the singer of Ingrown. Really? Yeah, for no apparent reason. I was talking to him on the phone uh, on my way here, actually. And I was like, why? It was like, I don't know. I was standing on the side stage taking pictures, and he just comes and kicks me. And then he comes and kicks me again. And then he just starts punching me. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jeez. Guy's a dickhead. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, oh, the, singer of, uh, the singer of Spent, I cannot for the life of me remember his name. He uh, texts Landon later that night. He's like, are you good, bro? Are you are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, don't worry. I found the singer of Ingrown, and he's got a broken nose now. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Send it back to him. Yeah, that uh, doesn't make any sense. Why would he do that? Yeah, I don't know. There are some guys in hardcore that are just dickheads. I guess. <laughs> Probably because some of them are meatheads. There you go. Mm, yeah, <laughs> the fucking, I call it... Uh, bench press core. The guys who just worship hate breed, you know. And that is workout music. That is just like, I'm gonna lift 300 pounds with my two forefingers. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, Priest, on the other hand, I was close. That's not exactly front row, but I was three rows back. That is close. I was, you know, I was so close that I could actually count the wrinkles on Rob Halford's face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it was a... It was a great show. The doing metal for fifty years—that's that's what the tour is. So the fifty years of heavy metal tour. Played a lot of uh, deep cuts, mostly from the Rockarola album, because they weren't allowed to play any songs from that record because they did not own the rights to it. The label owned the rights, and they just barely bought them back. So now they have them for themselves. Oh, cool. Yep. So they played some of those songs live, played a lot of deep cuts, but of course, not a pre-show without Breaking the Law, or Hell Bent for Leather, or Painkiller. That was my first time seeing them play Painkiller live, funnily enough. Because the last time I saw them, which was eight years ago, they played all the hits, except for Painkiller. And I go, why? That's like a staple. But, but whatever, it was, a, it was a great show. Halford still got the chops, still got the vocals. He's like the only OG member left there. I don't even know if he is the original vocalist. Actually, Ian Hill, the bassist, is the only original member for <laughs> certain. Yeah, none of their guitarists. No KK, no Glenn Tipton. And uh, eh, I don't know how many drummers they've had. <laughs> Enough. Right. But yeah, Judas Priest. You know, everybody loves Priest. And if you don't, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, sort of the shows that I have been to, and the shows that I have heard about, but felt that there was something worth sharing. Awesome. Yep. And uh, yeah, God, March is overloaded. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's uh, whatever. I guess I can't complain. <laughs> Just well, two years ago, we were begging for this. Right. Well, there's a couple shows that I'll mention. I've mentioned recently, but they're, they're actually this weekend. So at the Dive Bar on Maryland Parkway there in Las Vegas on March 12th. It's a free show, and you can go see Soldiers of Destruction, Suburban Resistance, 
Lean 13 and Boulevard Bullies. It's an Americant Records production. Uh, go check it out. I mentioned it before. Show starts at 8, so if you're in Vegas on the 12th, do so. And then we have the rooftop gig there presented by Nacho in L.A. at 224 East 11th Street. Uh, it's $15 pre-sale tickets. You can go to eventbrite.com and you'll get to see Cinderblock from Boston, Dead City, False Confession, The Streets, Naked Aggression, and Self-Sabotage. We just played Self-Sabotage either last episode or the episode before that. And that's on Friday, March 11th. So that one is coming up. Go check that one out. And then another one coming out Saturday, March 12th, brought to you by Hostel City Oi. You'll get the bands Cheap Sex, Liberty and Justice, Cheap Sex being from California, if for some I... reason you're unfamiliar with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the band before the virus. <laughs> Liberty and Justice from Houston, South Class Veterans from New Jersey, and Trial by Error from Philly. And it's in Newark, New Jersey at, I think that is... Can't tell if it's supposed to be a Q or an O, but QXTs or OXTs. Ox makes more sense, but maybe it's... Ox. It's 20 bucks. Go check that one out again. That is Saturday. So if you're in Newark, uh, you want to go check that out. And then real quick, uh, Circle Jerks. Eric will be talking more about that, but where they're currently at. uh, They just wrapped up March 6th in Portland. They have a gap until the show here on the 17th which will be followed by Colorado Springs, Denver, Kansas, uh, Missouri, Minnesota, Chicago, and so forth. So they will be picking up steam again on the 17th, going through uh, at least mid-April, maybe into late April. Not a lot of breaks from those guys all the way to May 1st. I'll let Eric talk more about that here in a moment. Flogging Molly's... uh, 17th show march 17th next week at the hollywood palladium it's a festival that starts at 2 and the show starts at 7 30 again you'll get to see flogging molly ruskaja vandaliers the briggs hoist the colors uh, a couple acoustic sets plus there'll be irish dancers beer games photo ops food trucks bushmills irish whiskey and more a lot of cool stuff i'll mention that again next week when we record on the 16th because i think that is something worth getting to especially because it's free so get out and check it out uh witness chamber is from boise they're going to be at the beehive social club on march 18th it's going to be eight dollar show and they'll be playing with fight the future crucified and snake eyes that'll be eric's opportunity to go check out snake eyes and (laughs) and catch the whole show (laughs) actually no i will not be there but i will get to that (laughs) okay Finally, the show that I know that I'm planning on going to see this coming Monday, they're not so punk, at least not anymore, but I still love the band. Power Man 5000, Back from the Dead 2022 tour. Uh, They'll be playing with The World Over and Salt Lake City at Liquid Joe's on Monday the 14th is their first show to kick this off, and they'll be going a handful of shows, Colorado, Lubbock, Texas, Oklahoma, a couple in Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, um, miss, yeah, more in Wisconsin, Michigan. They'll be bouncing around, and then a whole bunch in Texas. Finally, wrapping up on April 6th in Scottsdale, Arizona. If you want to go figure out where specifically in those areas that I gave you uh, a brief location, you'll have to go look that shit up on your own. <laughs> but if you're here in Salt Lake on Monday, March 14th, like me, I will be at Liquid Joe's watching Power Man 5000. Eric, what do you got to add? 
Well, I got a few to add. On the 11th, the band Nightmare from Colorado will be playing at the Beehive with Backhand, Julian Street, and Real Flip. On the 12th at Kilby Court, Drug Church is making their return awesome. with One Step Closer, who did play here uh, some, some point last year with the... Uh, oh, shit, I forgot the name of the band. <laughs> uh, not Drown. It was, it was another California band that's whose name is similar to that of Drain, but they are not... As in, it's uh, one word. Okay. <laughs> one word. Uh, I don't care. One Step Closer is coming back with uh, Soul Blind and Lurk. And on the 14th, at Aces High, the band Portrayal of Guilt is coming back with Yashira, and Threer will be opening for them. Cool. And then on the 17th, the best St. Paddy's Day show one could ask for, as in it has nothing to do with St. Paddy's at all, but it's still going to be an awesome show on that day. And that's Circle Jerks with seven seconds and negative approach at the complex. I just bought my ticket today. Awesome. Because not only am I going to see negative approach again and seven seconds again, and I got to see the Circle Jerks at least once, man. I've seen <laughs> off countless fucking times. And I've even seen Flag at least, uh, yeah, twice. And that's where Keith Morris sings alongside with Des Kadena. But the Circle Jerks, I've only seen covers. <laughs> <laughs> At seven seconds, it's going to be great to see those guys again, especially since uh, a few years ago they actually called it quits. Like back in uh, 2018, I want to say. Some, sometime around there, because I remember they were scheduled to play a club show at Punk Rock Bowling that year, but a few months a few months prior to the show, they quit. Oh. They just stopped being a band. And now they're coming back, and I'm like, yes, I want to see them seconds again. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, on the 18th, uh, yes, there is the Witness Chamber show at the Beehive, but at Aces High, the band's Violent Unrest, the Reds, Capitals, and probably the most important of which, Villain, is going to be playing there, and I have to show up. One, because I love the fucking hell out of Villain, and Trent, their singer, he loves the fucking hell out of me, and he guest-listed me. Awesome. In fact, he was insistent. He's just like, you're not going to pay. No, you are not paying to go to that show. I got you. Okay. <laughs> okay, Trent, I will not fight you on that. That's awesome. Free entry, if you're insistent on it, yeah. I'm going to go to the show for free. And he assured me they'll be playing a lot of their older material. I'm like, oh, oh, buddy, the stuff that I memorized full-heartedly? Yeah. <laughs> of course I'm going to be there. I want to be screaming those lyrics that helped me through some of the darkest times in my life. Yeah, I'm going to be there. That's All right. awesome. And uh, finally, on the, on the 20th at Urban Lounge, we will have Defeated Sanity. Skeletal Remains, Vitriol, and Splattered for more of your uh, headbanging punks out there. Cool. Yep. So that that's all we got for the uh, next uh, couple of weeks. I think I got it well covered. <laughs> Very well covered. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's what we got for uh, shows happening in, in and around the Salt Lake area and in and around the... I don't know, the western United States mostly. <laughs> yeah, even the one on the east coast uh, in Newark that I mentioned. So oh, yeah, a lot of, lot of shows out there. Uh, any that pique my interest, bands that we play on the show, I will mention. And if uh, anybody has any shows coming up, we will be happy to mention them during this segment on our show. So oh, let yeah. us know. 
Eric, let's do uh, your great cover-to-cover album before we take a, a quick little reading break. Yeah, a little <laughs> reading break. By the way, I've got so many flyers downloaded. That's something i got to post on the SLC Hardcore page. There you go. i got to keep up to date with that. Regardless, let's get back to the music. The band I chose, one of, uh, I've been kind of going down uh, a classic trend right now. Just, uh, I mean, last week I played the Buzzcocks. That was last week, right? I think it was. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember. But this week, I'm doing another British punk rock band from the 1970s. And one of the ones that doesn't get remembered as much as the Buzzcocks or your Damned or your Clash. Well, everyone remembers the Clash. But <laughs> <laughs> the band that I, have in qu- that I have in question is the Stiff Little Fingers. Oh, yeah. The guys that wrote Suspect Device. <laughs> Oh, and that's a great song. And it's from a great album, Inflammable Material. Yeah, Inflammable Material, released in 1979 at the tail end of punk's first wave before the UK 82 movement struck. It's like this was the last band that was considered a punk band before the uh, charged hair and the Liberty Spikes and the studded up leather jackets started taking over the scene. Right? Yep. Oh, man. But Stiff Little Fingers, they were kind of precursors to that. If you, They kind of sounded like a little more rough version of the Sex Pistols. Like, you still kind of had that nasally, snotty type of, uh, uh, type of vocal uh, projection that Johnny Rotten had. But this one just seemed a little grimier. It's not like he was even trying to keep a melody. <laughs> um, and their bassist could actually, you know, play bass. <laughs> oh, man. And they actually managed to, uh, they actually managed to prove even more longevity than the Sex Pistols. I mean, I saw them a few years ago, and they played Inflammable Material in its entirety, That's which awesome. is a which is lovely. <laughs> so yeah, Inflammable Material's got a shitload of good songs on there, aside from uh, their runaway singles, the aforementioned Suspect Device and the uh, Alternative Ulster. <laughs> but now I'm going to. I'm going to give you my personal favorite from that one, and it's uh, catchiness and it's ruggedness and just that sheer old-school British rebellious mentality that was just coursing through all of these young punks' minds back in the 70s. This is Law and Order. Just to 
Remember what I was saying about them being a little rougher than the Sex Pistols? Yep. Yep, right there. You can sense the stiff little fingers were on a lot of, uh, were on a lot of those, uh, <clears throat> uh, God. Proceeding, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> a lot of those proceeding punks' minds when they were coming up with the uh, style that we know as UK82 and also D-Beat. You can picture uh, Discharge and GBH listening to Stiff Little Fingers as well as like the likes of Motorhead. So, yeah, that was the kind of a uh, halfway point there. So, yeah, Stiff Little Fingers, they had something going on for them and they're very underrated. You know, people that, you need to talk about these guys more. And that's what I'm doing. I'm talking about these guys more, goddammit. Anyway, yep. Like I said about the uh, aforementioned Street Dogs album, there's too many good songs on here that I could name as uh, favorites. And yeah, so much so that I accidentally put one song on here as opposed to another one, which is my actual trade. I put on Rough Trade. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, this isn't the right song. (laughs) <laughs> I've got it mixed up with the song Wasted Life. <laughs> and it's because they're kind of uh, similar. Because the song that I chose, Wasted Life, it is yeah, it is kind of going with the theme. Again, with the street dogs. It's weird that I'm making these <laughs> connections. It's about war. <laughs> Not exactly about war. It's about the military. You know? So I think that, oh yeah, that's the song, Rough Trade. You're trading in your life for someone to tell you how to live your life. Wait, no, that's just Wasted Life. <laughs> so yeah, kind of uh, crosshairs there. But despite the fact Wasted Life, it is exactly that. It's not exactly an anti-war and anti-military song. It's really just kind of breaking down the psychology that why do people not join the military? Well, some people just don't want to be told what to do. Right. And it's that simple. If you don't want that, well, the military ain't for you, buddy. And it was not for... Damn, I skipped out on his name. Insert name of Stiff, uh, Stiff Little Fingers singer here. <laughs> I only know Jake Burns. Is he their singer? I think so, actually. Okay. Yeah, Jake Burns. It wasn't for Jake Burns. Instead, he found his calling in writing about that bullshit. So, here is Wasted Life from Stiff Little Fingers. I could be a soldier Go out there and fight to save this land Be a people soldier Paramilitary God in hand I won't be a soldier I won't take no orders from no one Stop the fucking Yeah. 
sure most can relate to that yep <laughs> it's uh yeah i'm not gonna join the military because i don't want to it's because i don't need to <laughs> i have control of my life i don't need a drill sergeant to tell me how to fire a gun yeah so it kind of is in that same line with the the rebellious nature that is entrenched in punk music so yeah there you go Stiff little fingers, they were ahead of the curve. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I hope I did. Uh, I hope I did justice in uh, uh, celebrating the stiff little fingers, especially this uh, seminal album. They have yet to really uh, reach that peak again. Not to not to uh, say that their uh, preceding albums were bad. Far from it. They were actually really good. But inflammable material. It's lightning caught in a bottle, or. Or just uh, some fire that cannot be put out. <laughs> there you go. It's a grease fire. There you go. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, Stiff Little Fingers, salute to you. Well, next up, before we get to my album, again, we're going to get back into some Grammar Free in the UK. Brought to us by D&D Philpot. Those are the pen names. Uh, Mr. D. Philpot is going to be reading. So instead of me reading it this time, uh Mr. Phil Pot was gracious enough to send me several audios of uh, D. Phil Pot reading the D. Phil Pot letters, and and the band member who wrote the response uh, reading their section. So we're going to get into that here in just a second. I just want to point out though about this book, Grammar Free in the UK. It sold out twice. That's two thousand copies, like hard copies. Plus, I think you can get it over on Kindle, Kindle Books as well. If you want to check it out, it's called Grammar Free in the UK. And hopefully have an interview here in the next couple episodes talking more about a full audio version of that, which we'll get into more details as that gets closer. Uh, on this particular recording, I want to throw out there a, a great thanks and a shout out to the Paranoid Squirrel Radio Show, which is hosted by Armitage Smith 
And that was probably like a month and a half or so ago, like maybe mid-January, when uh, a lot of these recordings that I currently have uh, of the audios being read came specifically from that show. So harvested and serialized weekly through the Paranoid Squirrel radio show. So they were for sure ahead of the game as far as doing this goes. But definitely want I want to... Uh, you know, put it out there, recognize it. I think it is it's fantastic. And to give you a little better idea, I'll read a couple uh, reviews that are out there. Like uh, Gary Bushell uh, said, a work of waggish wonder that somehow finds the yarn in pedantry. <laughs> uh, Max Splooge of the Splooginess abounds and so forth. Uh, said a magnificent, a magnificent potpourri, <laughs> magnificent, <laughs> yeah, magnificent, uh, magnificent potpourri of the sort of questions you've always wanted to ask but were too sensible to do so. <laughs> <laughs> the reviews kind of exist as parodies in and of themselves. <laughs> Matt Sargent of Chelsea wrote a reet riveting read, hilarious rock and roll lockdown madness. Again, if you're unfamiliar, it is uh, correspondence letters that happened during the lockdowns of 2020 for everybody. So that's when the letters were written and responded to. So people had extra time on their hands. Uh, two more reviews I want to read. Graham Douglas of Eddie and the Hot Rods wrote half-baked questions to half-pissed lyricists about, <laughs> about half-dumb songs. What's not to half-like? <laughs> Again, I repeat, <laughs> these critiques are parodies in and of themselves. And finally one I could absolutely agree with from Louder Than War. I found myself thinking just one more as I turned the page and lost hours as a result. Uh, because once you get reading them, like, I think I talked about this on the last episode. The majority of the bands I was familiar with, there's a handful of bands, because these are all bands from the UK. I didn't know all of them, you know, but... Uh, you know, originally it was like, I just, you know, I'm interested in Coxbar. I'm wearing a Coxbar t-shirt right now. Yeah. Uh, and that's the one I personally read uh, a couple episodes back. But so many other bands that I was familiar with, like, well, I want to read that. I want to read that. And then you just start reading all of them because they're just funny. Uh, great responses. So we're going to get into it straight off of the, what was that? The Squirrel Show. It was the Paranoid Squirrel Radio Show. From Armitage Smith, it does all of everything that I could hope to include on it. Uh, D. Phil Pot reading the first section, and Dave of Sham 69 reading the second, as this is the Sham 69 letter. So, uh, without me talking any more about it, here we go. Grammar free in the UK. The lockdown letters. Bonkers correspondence. To and from UK. Punk artists during 2020. Dear Sham69, I am pleased to hear of your planned social evening. I do sincerely hope that during the current CV lockdown crisis, you are actually not entering the licensed premises itself, but are instead going down the pub garden. Unfortunately, I fear that Harry is offering you a hot beverage as a diversionary tactic, possibly to distract from his not being united with, but divided from the other kids. Furthermore, it was always wise to tell the children, when they were old enough to imbibe alcohol, to line the stomach with milk 
prior to excessive consumption. Your indigestion tempting demand that you finish up his grub and your abrupt refusal of a cup of tea are sure indicators that the outing will end in tears. All in all, my just shy of 70 counterfeit friends, I suspect that you have an ulterior motive for goading the young lad into accompanying you on a night out. It could well result in a Sunday morning nightmare. I would be grateful if you would be a better man than I and tell us the truth. Yours, D. Philpot. Dear Mr. Philpot, thank you for your letter and uh, obvious, if somewhat bizarrely confused concern. Reading it, it kind of left me thinking that you yourself may be on something a little stronger than the old juice. However, I'll do my best to try and clarify things for you and uh, maybe put your mind to rest. Firstly, as the old lockdown rules seem to be changing every five minutes, it's unclear even to myself at the moment as to the whereabouts of our planned beverage, but I assure you it will take place and uh, given my love of gardening, if necessary the pub garden would seem as good a place as any other. Harry's a lovable character and despite his wayward nature and uh, love of a good cup of tea, always ends up enjoying his visits to the pub. And despite your fears, he's often very good at uniting people. For some reason, they like to come up and touch him. Also, there's never been any worry of a Sunday morning nightmare. Not for him, anyway. The worst nightmare I ever had with him was when he crept in the middle of the pub floor. Now I come to think about it, I'm becoming more and more confused myself as to where you're actually coming from. Or even where your head's at. Are you talking about the songs, or have you kind of fallen into some kind of strange soup of all these songs mixed together causing some kind of hallucinogenic type stroke different reality god this is getting weird anyway looking at your closing statement tell us the truth this is all very well but as we all know truth is often stranger than fiction i think in this situation it may be helpful if you understand a bit more about the songwriting process for instance, uh, often someone will think a song was written about themselves or someone they know, when in reality it's usually an amalgamation of different people and situations, some true and some just plucked out of the ether and all rolled into one person, stroke situation. So with that in mind, I can now reveal to you exactly who Harry was. He belonged to my singer and co-writer Jimmy, and he was, in fact, a long-haired English sheepdog. <laughs> I have to say, this has been uh, one of the strangest letters I've ever had to reply to. So um, I hope you now feel this concludes our little questions and answers session. Um, I really do need a drink now. Cheers. Dave. Grammar Free in the UK by D&D Philpot. It's available from www.coshboy.com forward stroke shop forward stroke 119 forward stroke. Or from your favourite independent book or record shop. So what'd you think? <laughs> now I'm just uh, <clears throat> now I'm just picturing them walking a sheepdog. Hurry up, Harry. Come on. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> what you didn't know, right? <laughs> 
I love how, uh, who was it uh, of Sham69 that was responding? Dave, I believe it's Dave Parsons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, just how he was uh, going down the line of all the songs, and then he's just kind of uh, turning... He's just kind of uh, turning the script on him. Like, uh, are you sure you're? Uh, are you sure you're just uh, asking these questions? And you're not seeing what you want to see. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> uh, it's hilarious, uh, funny, and so many of them are. Again, you know, we we've had done some book reviews on the show before, and mm. we will continue to do some here and there. But this one is just a great table book that. You know, that it's it's different when, you know, you have a bunch of guests over and you're like, well, let me read you this section of this cool punk book, you know, as opposed to, yeah. hey, why don't I read this letter and this letter? Boom, you're done. And then maybe you do it again some other time. Yeah. It's literally what you, people I would have in mind as a punk anyway for a coffee table book. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that is that. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Really cool. Go check out. The, the book, uh, Grammar in the UK. Again, over Grammar at, free in the UK. Yes, <laughs> you're right. Grammar free in the UK. I was getting ahead of myself. Uh, Koshboy.com, I believe, is where you can find it. And then Kindle if you want a digital. And stay tuned here in the coming weeks. Uh, worst case scenario, I'll play another digital, you know, not a digital, but audio file of some, uh, you know, defill pot reading a section and a band member of whomever. Uh, the band happens to be reading another section. And so we'll have more on that. Go check it out for yourself. Eric. Yeah. I'll have to read I'll have to read some sections of mine, see if there's one that I feel is worth uh, reading aloud on there the podcast. Go. There you go. Do that. Uh, let's get into my great cover to cover album. I want to thank Peter Matthews uh, for sharing this out. Uh, sending it all the way from the UK, Cambridge, UK is where the band Subculture is from. Subculture started in early 1980, split in 83, and then reunited as a band in 2011. The newest release from the band came out in 2018. It's called Tales of a Promised Land. It's a really cool record. Uh, again, thanks to Peter for sending it. I've been waiting to play this for a bit, so now that we don't have an interview on this episode, boom, getting it plugged in. Yeah. And we're going to listen to some subculture. I picked a couple cool tracks off of it to give you a sampling of what you will get to hear if you haven't heard this band yet. So let's get into the first one. Subculture off of Tales of a Promised Land. Again, 2018, so little coming up on four years i think it was uh towards the end of 2018 if i'm not mistaken so uh here we go first track is called snake in the grass <laughs>
remain unanswered. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Sounds familiar. <laughs> right? Sure as shit does. <laughs> well, that's Subculture. Uh, I've got one more track to play. But I just want to mention, like I said, they've been around for a lot of years. Had a break in between, but there are releases uh, loud and clear from back in 83. Uh, then they released a... They were on the Oi Collection compilation that came out in 98. Got back together in 2011 and, and released some stuff. The early years, uh, Blood and Dust, Voice of the Young, Ain't Done Nothing, uh, Voice of the Young from the good old days, a handful of items there. I have Blood and Dust and Voice of the Young uh, from Contra Records. I actually had a copy of that, but Peter sent this one, uh, Tales of a Promised Land. That's what we're playing from. So go check them out again. Like I said, they got back together in... 2011 this being their most recent release let's check out one more track from this great cover to cover album this track is called misfit again the album is called tales of a promised land Misfit subculture is the band. Go check out Tales of a Promised Land. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that first one, the Snake in the Grass. I love the, I love that kind of bluesy motif in that uh, opening riff. Right. Yeah. And I love how the bass kind of carries that in the bridge, just building that, uh, just building that intensity. It's like, oh, this thing's gonna be coming back with a vengeance. Yes. <laughs> Some good stuff. It is good stuff. Uh, get out there, check it out. I really like subculture. Again, thank you, Peter. That's awesome. Thank you for sending that. Been looking forward to playing it here on the show. Eric and I, we got to wrap up the show. Speaking of the mm. show, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's 
Let's wrap it up. You got some metal. I've got some new metal. I, I said I was going to start it last episode. We ran out of time. So I'm going to start playing some new metal starting on this episode. But we're going to play your metal pick first. Oh, yeah. But you got a very high bar to reach on yeah. mine. Because, <laughs> I mean, this is the metal song. <laughs> this is the song More Metal Than You. Nice. I mean... It's right there. You can't argue with that. <laughs> if the song title says that it is, then it must be. So let it be written, so let it be done. Right? So, yeah. This is a song more metal than you. This is a song that was written by uh, the stand-up comedian and uh, a small-time actor, Brian Pesane. And for those of you who don't know Brian Pesane, he is very much a metalhead. <laughs> and he's got a... He's been a pretty prominent uh, stand-up comedian. as And I haven't been following him too much i listened to his uh album uh stand-up album fart and wiener jokes which was <laughs> released in uh yeah 2010 and i was definitely very much in line with his style of humor his humor was pandering to the adolescent mind he spoke and acted like us middle schoolers and high schoolers do <laughs> so of course me being the metalhead I was, and all my metalhead friends, we flocked to Brian Bassett, and we were all laughing at his, uh, it's not gay if one of your buddy blows you as long as you yell Slayer during it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which uh, still is uh, still makes me laugh. I recently listened to this again. I'm like, yeah, let's go down memory lane. And uh, yeah, a lot of the jokes, they did not age well. I'm just like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> it's, I've matured a little more past this. <laughs> Yeah, there's still some uh, there's still some jokes in there that uh, I personally don't think would fly today. Just uh, just because use of some words, I'm not going to tell you which one. You can if you want to go and listen to it, you can, and you'll understand what I'm saying. But it's still some jokes actually still make me laugh. But I'm not as into it as I once was, and I haven't been following Brian Pesane and his later career and seeing what he's been up to. It's just uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, Anyway, he, uh, so on his album, Fart and Wiener Jokes, he, uh, closes it with, uh, two metal songs where he's the singer and he's got a, he's got a backing band, which includes, uh, Brett Anderson from the Donnas, Brendan Small of Death Clock and, by extension, Metalocalypse, and Mark Morton of Lamb of God. So he's got some pretty heavy hitters in his corner. That's awesome. Yeah, and also, in a few other songs, he has Scott Ian backing him up with, uh, guitar. Cool. Scott Ian is omnipresent. <laughs> and and yeah, there's also another song, which is the, uh, what is it, the Kenny Loggins? Kenny, no, Kenny Rogers. Yeah, Kenny Rogers song of The Gambler. You know? Okay, yeah. You got to know when to hold them, got to know when to fold them. Yeah, he does a metal cover of that with none other than Jamie Josta. Cool. So yeah, but I'm playing the song More Metal Than You, and it is just a... Uh, it is the combined efforts of Brian Pesane's love for metal and his love for comedy, and it's just go, it's just spouting off reference after reference of like, yeah, yeah, I am more metal than you, and then he'll say stuff like, uh, "I licked Lemmy's mole," Gene Simmons was my moil. <laughs> and every chorus, he's just naming another reference where it's like, if you are a metalhead, you'll get it. But it all comes back to the quote where it's like, uh, someone is. Uh, He's coming up with some uh, gatekeeper metalhead like, uh, you're not metal at all. And his retort, oh yeah? Let me tell you how metal I am. I'm more metal than you. So yeah, it's a funny, it's a funny joke of a song. And I'm not going to spoil the rest of the little uh, references and little quips. Let's listen to this song. <laughs>
you go. That it's been said. <laughs> Debate over. <laughs> Might as well call it quits. If you're forming a metal band out there, you'll never match that. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. So yeah, you just hear all the. You can hear it all in there. He's he's knowing what points to hit. Like I said, it's just pandering to that kind of teenage metalhead brain, both in his comedy and in his music. So, yeah, it was good. it's some pretty good stuff. He hasn't made much more songs other than that. I know he's done, like, Metal by the Numbers. And one other song. I don't remember what, but... But, yeah, they're, they're worth checking out if you want to... If you want to, uh, as he says in the opening of this album... <laughs> Take off your thinking caps. It's about to get stupid in here. <clears throat> yeah, that's his introduction to his uh, stand-up, and you can kind of guess why. Awesome. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's uh, Brian Pesain and company with uh, More Metal Than You. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you, uh, <clears throat> I hope if you're attempting to challenge him, well, best of luck to you, my friends. <laughs> Check out the music video for this, too. It's, a, it's an animated video. It's really funny. That's awesome. I'm going to wrap up the show. We're about done here, but I'm going to kick it off with some new metal. Eric, I know you're not a new metal fan, but I'm going to play a whole bunch of new metal. I'm going to ask you every time. Some of it. Are you aware of this band? This band is a band from Memphis, Tennessee. They started in 1997, so you were definitely not listening to them when they first came out. At least that's my suspicions. Uh, Most likely not, especially <laughs> since I haven't heard of this band. All right, that answers my question. Have you heard of Primer 55? You have not. They put out a couple cool albums. Uh, definitely a big fan. I was listening to them back around that 97, but for sure 99 when this album, Introduction to Mayhem, came out. Uh, if you're not familiar with Primer 55, as Eric is not, the name originated from the combination of Primer, meaning something that's unfinished, and 55, which refers to Interstate 55, which is the road that the drugs run on to get to Chicago through Memphis. There you go. Hmm. There you got your Primer 55. They temporarily split up in 2003, and then they had a couple more releases in 2007 and 2014. I believe one of the band members has passed away. One thing that I, I liked a lot, especially at the time that New Metal was coming out, but that is kind of synonymous or where a lot of bands kind of got it now in my opinion is new metal had dual vocalists right so many of the mm. new metal type bands had the more melodic softer type sing sing song guy and then the the guy with the the louder kind of more growly voice and so many of these bands that i will be playing over the next i've got at least 10 of 10 bands that i want to play that are all former well, I'll wear new metal. I don't know if uh, they still, you know, because I don't listen to a lot of these bands. <laughs> now if they're, they're just still making new, metal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're playing on the classic metal stations now. So, without any more of that, we'll get into one of my favorite uh, releases from this band. Uh, the 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 song, anyway. Sorry, this life. <laughs> I was getting losing where I was at. This life from Primer Fifty Five.
metal i was expecting but then again i don't really know what to expect of new metal as that's that's a niche in and of itself i think there's especially nowadays and especially in music that you and i typically focus on and enjoy the most right Mm -hmm. uh there's a negative connotation that goes with with the words new metal oh yeah just as much as uh, just as much as uh emo does and metalcore does right right it's like people people you're just uh, you're just uh, killing the scapegoats. <laughs> you don't know how deep this shit goes. But yes, new metal. As much as I have talked talk shit on it, I despite the fact me being a bit of a new metal head myself. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just really not a lot of them have uh, aged well with me. But there are still ones that I go back. I mean, I played Mudvayne on this podcast, for Christ's sake. Right. Uh, (laughs) There's still some that hold up. There are some that don't. And there's some of which I've never heard of. And I'm pleasantly surprised. This is one of those bands. I recommend checking them out. I did mention the Introduction to Mayhem uh, album from 99. That was uh, has a lot of great tracks. The track I was going to play, because there's a lot of cool ones on there, uh, I didn't end up playing this track right here this life uh, and definitely you know with the the point of the song is you know life might not always go the way we want it to uh you know you don't hit your horse or your wagon to the wrong horse and stay you know you, know, you don't have mm-hmm. to uh depending on what your circumstances are but the point is uh this song is actually off of the new release that's what they called it was the new release and they released this August 14th of 2001. So it came out a couple years after Introduction to Mayhem. I recommend checking out both. I have both on CD. I have so many CDs. Like, I have a lot of new metal CDs. A lot of these I have the actual CDs, and I still have them. Mm-hmm. So 
And oddly enough, on a quick side note, that I saw somebody was posting some article, some news source, that CDs, you know, vinyl had been making a comeback. Now CDs are making a comeback, which I don't think I'm going to jump back on that train. I only ever <laughs> purchase CDs from a band at a live show if that is all they have, if they didn't have it on vinyl at yes. this point. So I used to be a CD fiend. Right? I still, I still have it, just two shelves full of CDs. Right. Like, I, I never, I think I counted them once, and it was somewhere around 600, between 600 and 650. Right. And that's not including the uh, books I have of all the burnt copies of CDs. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I think I'm well, I think I'm well accrued with compact discs. Right. Really, they're making a comeback. That is that's so weird. what I read. Uh, I guess we'll in a year or so we'll, we'll I guess we'll, we'll see it if it's a trend, and not just mm-hmm. you know read some article that somebody wrote about it. Because yeah. I haven't noticed that personally, but uh, really. you know it, it is a cheaper medium, and maybe I can see it coming back because so many people have to wait for vinyl at this point yeah. to get stuff out, and so going back to CD might that could be a reason I could see for that. But short of that, once the vinyl wait times are kind of back to where they used to be, which I'm hoping they will, and I think they will because either people will start new vinyl pressing plants or whatever, mm-hmm. right? I think it'll eventually balance out. We'll see if CDs are still making their comeback at that point. Yeah. Point is, I had this on CD. Go check out Primer 55, the new release, Introduction to Mayhem, and we'll look forward to playing some more new metal yeah. on the next one. Uh, the show, we're going to wrap it up. You can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com, of course, plus other places. You can find the bands on Instagram at runintothesunhc, at bearwolfband, at Crew, at streetdogsofficial, at scoundrelsatx, at jakeburnsnufc, and the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? Uh, my personal Instagram is scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. My bands, that's bands, S apostrophe, <laughs> Instagrams are at anonymous underscore band official and at heart of dark 801 SLC. Um, our sort of website is anonymous SLC.bandcamp.com. And on Facebook, we're at anonymous SLC. Heart of dark is at heart of dark dot SLC. Uh, the multiple podcasts of which I'm a part. Their Instagrams are at Assault City CP. That is Assault City Circle Pit. Uh, Wrecked Podcast Instagram is at Wreckedcast, and my personal podcast, Lead Melodies, which is at Lead Melodies underscore Podcast. Episode three is now out, streaming on most platforms. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Anchor.fm, which is available through CirclePitRadio.com. So. Check that one out is my episode that I did on Crow Killers Enslaved to One as celebration of its two-year anniversary. Awesome. It is two years old. They're growing up. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can find all of that and more on CirclePitRadio.com. And I also, since uh, Dan Fletcher's band was uh, uh, was a subject on this episode, I got to give a shout-out to Ill Will Zine. That is a... Hardcore zine. I'm talking old school, black and white, you know, Xerox paper magazine. Nice. <laughs> They're bringing the zines back, and it's under the name Ill Will. He's doing that with one uh, Trevor Hale, who also plays with him in Milk Money. Cool. And they're they're both hardcore SLC hardcore stalwarts. And speaking of SLC hardcore, 
You can find that Facebook page at SLC Hardcore. By the way, Ill Will Zine's Instagram is at Ill Will Zine. Z-I-N-E. All one word. Okay. So check that stuff out. They post a lot of fun stuff, and they're doing a lot of uh, cool articles. And it's really uh, just, it's really loose on there. They're just having fun. They even asked me to be, to see if uh, I could contribute. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I'm stretching myself too thin. You know, two bands, three podcasts, uh, and, and I a work job. nine hours every day. Right. And I'm doing my own thing. I can't do it. But I'll support you. You want to you review my band? Oh, don't worry. You're on the list. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you, SLC Hardcore. And thank you, uh, all of Circle Pit Radio. And thank you to everyone who is listening to my Lead Melodies podcast. All three of you, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> you can find the bands on Facebook at Run Into The Sun, HC, at Bearwolf Band, RPG-7, the number seven, Societe Oficial, O-F-I-C-I-A-L, at Street Dogs, at Scoundrels, ATX, at Stiff Little Fingers, at Subculture Punk, at Primer55 Official, the show's on SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, who is tuned in all the way up to this point. Thank you for listening to the show. Go check out the bands. Go check out the book. Be on the lookout for the audio book for Grammar Free in the UK. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? I do have a final thought. It's been kind of a theme that's been uh, going along here. Uh, I've been saying stuff about elitists and gatekeepers and those old guys whose uh, best years are behind them. Chris Barnes. The, uh, <laughs> Fuck those guys. Yeah, especially his vocals. Oh, my God, they're so <laughs> shitty. So shitty. Uh, stay on track, buddy. The, <laughs> the thing is, uh, if you are an elitist, if you're a gatekeeper, if you think that metal or punk rock or hardcore or classic rock was only good in your time, your little niche area, then... Well, you're what's part of the problem, buddy. Right. I mean, music is going to evolve with or without you, so you don't have to like everything that's uh, coming out. You can stay listening to those bands you listened to 30 years ago, and yeah, you can stay there. That's fine. No one's telling you to think otherwise, but we're just telling you. It's getting really fucking annoying that you're just getting up on... Getting up and talking shit on all the new bands and how there's nothing, how there's nothing uh, individual anymore. There's nothing unique. Yeah, fuck off. So I gotta hand my, I gotta send my hats off to all of you guys that are not only accepting the younger audiences, but like showing them all the old stuff and just being like, just know where the stuff is coming from because you may like it, but you may also respect it. And you'll kind of get an idea of where to bring it forward. Yeah, that's how evolution works. That's how we got some of the genres that you think are the best. Yeah, I'm talking the royal you. <laughs> so, so yeah, in all, don't be a dickhead. Listen to what you want to listen to, but don't dissuade others from listening to other material. I don't listen to a lot of the new stuff that's coming out, at least in the terms of popular music. But when I hear a new band, I jump on that shit because, if anything, I want to have bragging rights. I want to be able that I saw that band back in the day, back in a single-bedroom apartment, and they were playing their first five songs from their EP. Yeah, this is before they became multi-zillionaires. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I do kind of have that bragging right for a few bands right now. It's pretty awesome. That's cool. Yep. But it's not because I want to have the bragging rights, because I like to say... That I supported you in the beginning, friend. Nice. <laughs> I like to have a hand in that. So thank you to everybody who does that. Play Lead the, the way. fucking outro. Yeah.